There's a lot of research out there for financial advisors. Most of these clowns don't manage money. We do. Research by Potomac. Click on the link below. Before we start the show, we'd like to remind our audio listeners that this show was developed as a video podcast. If you'd like to see any of the visuals that are referenced in this episode, we invite you to check out our YouTube channel. Simply search for the Conquer Risk podcast. You'll see all the shows we produce, including this one. And just like the audio, you can subscribe to be notified the moment a new episode drops. Enjoy the show. From Research by Potomac and the Conquer Risk podcast, this is Who Charted? Okay, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Who Charted, brought to you by the team at Research by Potomac. This is Dan Russo, Director of Research, and with me, as always, is Drew Wells. Uh, most exciting six minutes in markets. You know the drill. Six charts, six minutes. Drew, what'd you bring for us today? All right, something that we have been, um, I think, hitting on over the last couple of weeks or so is some developments, positive developments that we've seen in um, a lot of the risk ratios that we've looked at. Um, it's been a little bit of a risk on market over the past couple of weeks or so. Uh, the broad long-term trends are still saying that this is risk off, but we're starting to see more and more indicators kind of sing the same song here. So this is emerging markets minimum volatility uh, relative to emerging markets. This is a ratio that not a lot of people look at. What's really interesting is I think that we have a potential uh, change in trend going on uh, in this relationship right here. So the 50-day moving average, that red line right there on the charts kind of defined this uptrend for uh, the past year or so. Recently lost that 50-day 50, 50 moving average to the downside. Take a look at 14-day RSI here on the bottom pane. Now, you haven't seen uh, an oversold reading quite yet. Um, I think that that would be a, a big credence for the um, for the risk on bulls there, but it's something to keep an eye on. All right. Another data point that speaks to potentially increased risk appetite in the marketplace is uh, high yield total return index. Uh, taking a look at the top panel here, that is the price of the index. Notice we got back down to the pre-COVID peak. Uh, was also congestion pattern uh, in the subsequent rally out of the COVID lows, and we've started to bounce. Now, I am kind of on record as saying is this could be important. It could be an important data point if the S&P 500 clears resistance in the 4160 to 4180 level as we record this. Uh, it's, it's trying to do that. But I think that we want to pay attention to what's happening here in the high yield landscape because we have a nice bounce here, uh, a stronger bounce than what we saw back in March. Uh, when there was a counter trend rally in equities. So to the extent that we continue to see upside and high yield, if we can get S&P 500 to break above 4180, high yield would be a confirming data point that investors should be paying attention to. All right, another ratio chart for y'all. And that's really shocking for everybody, right? So small cap high beta relative to large cap high beta. Again, this is a relationship that I think not a lot of people pay attention to. Um, there's high beta indices all along the cap spectrum that S&P puts out. Uh, it's interesting to see that this ratio has been moving up uh, all year long, really, right? So small cap high beta stocks, the really, really volatile small cap stocks have been outperforming their volatile large cap peers uh, right above the right above that 50-day moving average of the ratio to the upside, knocking on resistance there for, you know, about five weeks or so. It's going to be interesting to see if we break out of here, right? I think that that would give the bulls a lot more confidence, certainly in the rally that we've seen uh, within the broad markets. 14-day uh, RSI continuing to make some lower highs there. It's a little bit of a concern, but note that it has not broken down uh, below that 50 level into a bearish regime. We're kind of at some key levels on this relationship, and these highlighted areas are definitely ones to keep an eye on. All right, a follow-up from our last show. 
where we did a little bit of an in-depth look at the precedent for small caps to outperform. Um, continue to think that that is the case. Small cap, large cap ratio here, rounding higher. Now, you can see that over the course of the past couple of weeks, it has continued to move to the upside. To me, the key levels uh, are those interim peaks from last October and November. If this ratio can get above those peaks, I think that that sets the stage for potential further outperformance on the part of small caps over large caps. Now, I get it in a somewhat risk-off type environment. That's not what you'd expect, but go back to our last show. There is precedent for this. I think it's going to continue to play out this way, especially if interest rates continue to move higher. Um, I want to have this on the radar screen. I think that this should be front and center for all investors right now, especially those investors who have to maintain a position to equities. We've been saying it for a long time. Find what is less bad. Well, in this market right now, small caps are less bad. Continuing on with that theme of finding what's less bad if you have been invested in the international space and many investors have to have that international allocation, right? Whether it's a uh, index portfolio or what have you, um, it's been very difficult to find relative strengths within the international space over the last, particularly over the last year or so. So we have Chile up here on the top pane relative to the Acquia XUS on the bottom pane right here. Take a look at this breakout. This is a year long breakout of huge consolidation pattern a base, if you'll call it, right above a 50-day moving average. It's now rising. Uh, relative to uh, Acquiex US, again, we've broken out of that highlighted zone above the rising 50-day moving average of the ratio. A lot of bullish price action going on here. It's interesting to see this develop, too. Chile is one of the, um, if not the world's largest uh, exporter of copper. Copper prices received a big boost over the past week, so this is definitely an area to keep an eye on if you watch copper. All right, finally, this chart is of dollar-yen. And when the line is going up, uh, as it has been for the past few months, uh, that is the yen weakening against the dollar. All right, and what's happening here, um, there's big implications. Essentially, the BOJ has capped the 10-year yield at 25 basis points in Japan. They are not letting it lift. This chart, to me, is the market calling bullshit on the BOJ. Right. And saying that at some point they are going to have to let rates rise. Now, if you look at 10 year rates around the world, they are all heading higher, except in Japan. The outlet is weakness in the yen. And I think that this is a great proxy to keep an eye on for the potential path of 10 year yields around the world going forward. To the extent that the yen continues to weaken against the dollar, I think you can start to or continue to look for higher rates here in the U.S., higher rates in Europe and some of the bigger economies around the world. That is uh, my three charts for this week. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. If you like this content, don't forget to like and subscribe, and we'll see you in the next video. All right. We'll see everybody soon. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Potomac Fund Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast.